Uh, good evening. This is Jeffrey Fraser for Black Wall Street Chronicles, and we're back at it again. This episode, we're not going to do any music, and I'm not going to take any breaks, and I'm not going to film this or put this on YouTube. This is a very important episode. Uh, today, I am going to talk about the NFL triangle between Roger Gordell, uh, Colin Kaepernick, and Jay-Z. Uh, it's really coming to a head. People are confused at what's going on. So I'm going to give my take on it and we'll basically see what's going on with it. Okay. So, uh, here's how we'll begin. Um, we have to talk about the history of the NFL, the racism that the NFL had towards black quarterbacks. See, back in the day, the old school, they didn't think that black athletes did not have the psychological capabilities to be a field general and to be a face of the franchise. So every time a black uh, talent was playing the position of quarterback in college, what they tried to do is try to manipulate them to change their position to wide receiver. And there was a quarterback by the name of Warren Moon who wasn't having it. Now, Warren Moon is the first black quarterback who's been inducted into the Hall of Fame. He was successful in the Canadian Football League and in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Warren Moon. And after I tell you about Warren Moon, I'll give my opinion. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Warren Moon. I'm going to give a quick background in Colin Kaepernick and Jay-Z. All right. So here we go. Harold Warren Moon born November 18, 1956, is a former American and Canadian football quarterback who played professionally for 23 seasons. He spent the majority of his career with the Houston Oilers of the National Football League and the Edmonton Eskimos of the Canadian Football League. Moon also played for the Minnesota Vikings, Seattle Seahawks, and the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL. Moon also served as a broadcaster for the Seahawks. Okay, here's his career highlights and awards. Um, he's a nine-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro, NF, NEA NFL Most Valuable Player, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, AFC Player of the Year, NFL Man of the Year, two-time NFL Passing Yards Leader, NFL Passing Touchdowns Leader, Tennessee Titans, Titans Oilers Ring of Honor, Ben Star Award, CFL, five-time Grey Cup champion, two-time Grey Cup MVP, CFL Most Outstanding Player, Jeff Nicklin Memorial Trophy, Edmonton Eskimos Wall of Honor, Pac-8 Co-Player of the Year. His NFL statistic is uh, 291 touchdowns and 233 interceptions. He had a total of 49,325 passing yards. He had a completion percentage of 58%, a passer rating of 80.9, and 22 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he was a scrambling quarterback. Uh, in the CFL, he threw 144 touchdowns and 77 interceptions. Uh, his passing yards was 21,000. His completion Completion percentage was 57%. His passer rating 93.8. And he had 14 rushing touchdowns. 
Now, if you put these numbers together, he had a total of uh, 73,000 yards and, oh, boy. Yeah, we told us 73,000 yards and over 400 touchdowns. That's crazy. That's great numbers. Moon began his professional career with the Eskimos in 1978 after going unselected in the NFL draft. His success during his six seasons in the CFL led him to the NFL in 1984 with the Oilers. Over his 17 NFL seasons, Moon was named to non-pro bowls and made seven playoff appearances. Following 10 seasons with the Oilers, he had brief multiple-year stints with the Vikings, Seahawks, and Chiefs before retiring at age 44. At the time of his retirement, Moon had several all-time professional gridiron football passing records. He was less successful in the NFL postseason, never advancing beyond the division round of the playoffs, although he won five Grey Cups in the CFL. Moon was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2006, becoming the first African-American quarterback and the first undrafted quarterback to receive the honor. Born in Los Angeles, California, Moon was the middle child among six sisters. His father, Harold, was a laborer and died of liver disease when Moon was seven years old. His mother, Pat, was a nurse, and Warren learned to cook, sew, iron, and household to keep take care of the family he decided early that he could play only one sport in high school because he had to work the rest of the year to help the family he chose to play football as a quarterback since he found that he can throw a football longer harder and straighter than anyone he knew he enrolled at alexander hamilton high school using the address of one of his mother's friends to gain the advantage of a better academic and athletic reputation than his neighborhood high school could offer he had little playing time in his junior year when he took over as varsity starting quarterback in his Caesar season in 1973. They reached the city playoffs and Moon was named to, to the all-city team. Moon attended two-year West Los Angeles College. It was a record-setting quarterback as a freshman in 1974, but only a handful of four-year colleges showed interest in signing him. Offensive coordinator Dick Sechnick of the University of Washington in Seattle, however, was eager to sign the rifle R. Moon. Adamant he played quarterback, Moon considered himself to be perhaps a slightly above average athlete who lacked either the size, speed, or strength to play other positions. Other new head coach Don James Washington was 11-11 in Moon's first seasons as a starter, but in his senior in, 17, in uh, 1977, he led the Huskies to the Pac-8 title and a 27-20 upset win in the Rose Bowl over Michigan. Moon was named the most valuable player on the strength of two short touchdown runs and third-quarter 28-yard touchdown pass to wide receiver Robert Spider Gaines. The Canadian Football League. Despite his college success, Moon went unsuccessful in 12-round NFL draft. With no takers in the NFL, he turned to the Canadian Football League. Moon signed with the Edmonton Eskimos, where he won Tom Williams' shared signal-calling duties and helped lead the Eskimos to a record five consecutive Grey Cup victories in 1978, 79, 1980, 81, and 1982. 
Moon was the Offensive Grey Cup Most Valuable Player Award in 1980 and 1982 games and became the first professional quarterback to pass for 5,000 yards in a season by reaching exactly 5,000 yards in 1982. In his final CFL season in 1983, he threw for a league record 5,648 yards and won the CFL's Most Outstanding Player Award in his six years in the NFL, in the CFL, excuse me. Uh, Moon amassed 1,369 completions and 2,382 attempts with 57.4 completion percentage for 21,228 yards and 144 touchdown passes. He also led his team to victory in nine of the 10 postseason games. He was inducted into the Canadian Hall of Fame in 2001 and the Eskimos won an honor in 2006. He was ranked fifth on the list of the greatest 50 CFL players presented by Canadian Sports Network. Now the National Football League. Moon's decision to enter the NFL touch off a bidding war for his services, won by the Houston Oilers, led by Hugh Campbell, his head coach for the first five seasons in Edmonton, Gifford Nielsen, the starting quarterback in 1983, retired after Moon joined the team, stating that Moon becoming the starter was inevitable. Moon had a difficult adjustment period, but boot through for a franchise record 3,338 yards in his first season. But Campbell was 8-22 at the helm and did not finish the 1985 season. When new head coach Jerry Ganville found ways to best use Moon's strong arm in 1986, the team began having success. In the strike-mare 1987 season, the Oilers posted a 9-6 record, their first winning season since 1980. In his first postseason game in the NFL, Moon passed for 237 yards and a touchdown in the Oilers' 23-20 overtime win over the Seattle Seahawks in the wild-card round of the playoffs. Prior to the 1989 season, Moon signed a five-year, $10 million contract extension, which made him the highest played player in the NFL at the time. 1990, Moon led the lead with 4,689 passing yards. He also led the league in attempts, 584 completions, 362, and... 33 touchdowns. He tied Dan Marino's record with nine 300-yard games in the season. That include 34, 527 yards against the Kansas City on December 16, 1990, the second most passing yards ever in a single game. The following year, he led the league in passing yards with 4,690. At the same time, he joined Marino and Dan Faust as the only quarterbacks to post back-to-back 4,000-yard seasons. Moon established new NFL records that the season with 655 attempts and 404 completions. Wow. In 1992, Moon played only 11 games due to injuries, but the Oilers still managed to achieve a 10-6 record, including the victory over the Buffalo Bills in the final game of the season. Two weeks later, the Oilers faced the Bills again in the first round of the AFC playoffs. Added by Moon's 222 passing yards and four touchdowns in the first half, 
Houston build up a 203, uh, excuse me, 28 and three halftime record and lead and increased it to 35 and three when Buffalo quarterback Frank Wrench first pass of the third quarter was intercepted in return for a touchdown. The Bills stormed back with five unanswered second-half touchdowns to take a 38-35 league with time running out in the final period. Moon managed to lead the orders on a last-second field goal drive to tie the game at 38 and force overtime, but threw an interception in the extra period that set up the Buffalo kicker, Steve Christine's game-winning field goal. The Bills rallied from a 32-point deficit, was the highest comeback victory in NFL history, and is now known in NFL lore simply as the comeback. Moon finished the game with 36 completions for 371 yards and four touchdowns and two interceptions. His 36 completions was an NFL postseason record. In 1993 season was the Oilers' best for Moon, but was his last with the team, despite a drama-filled 104 start and early struggles for Moon. Houston went 12-4 and and won the AFC Central crown, but lost to Joe Montana and the Kansas City Chiefs in the 28-20 in the divisional round of the playoffs. Moon set a franchise record with Houston with four wins with 70, which stood until Steve McMahon broke it in 2004, long after the team became the Tennessee Titans. He also left the Oilers as the franchise leader in passing touchdowns, passing yards, pass attempts, and pass completions, all of which st- still stand today. Moon was the, traded to the Minnesota Vikings after the season, where he passed for over 4,200 yards in each of his first two seasons, but missed half of the 1996 season with a broken collarbone. The Vikings quarterback job was given to Brad Johnson and Moon was released after he refused to take a $3.8 million pay cut to serve as Johnson's backup. Moon didn't sign with the Seattle Seahawks as a free agent, made the Pro Bowl, and was named Pro Bowl MVP after a two-year stint in the Pacific Northwest. An agent Moon signed as a free agent with the Kansas City Chiefs as a backup in 1999. He only played three games in two years with the Chiefs and announced his retirement at age 44 in January 2001. His 291, 308th, including pro-season play and final touchdown pass, was an eight-yard pass to Troy Dayton against the Rams in October 22, 2000, a game in which the Chiefs defeated the defending chance 54-34. Combining his NFL and CFL stats, Moon's numbers are nearly unmatched in professional football in annals. 5,357 completions and 9,205 attempts for 70,553 yards and 435 touchdowns. Even if his Canadian Football League statistics are discounted, Moon's NFL career numbers are still exceptional. 3,988 completions for 4,325 yards. 291 passes, 1,736 yards rushing, and 22 rushing touchdowns. Warren Moon has also held individual NFL lifetime records for most fumbles recovered and the most fumbles made. This was surpassed by Brett Favre in 2010. Moon was on the top five all-time when he retired for passing yards, passing touchdowns, pass attempts, and pass completions. Moon was named nine-time Pro Bowl games, 
and he worked as a broadcaster for the Seattle Seahawks on both TV and radio. On radio, he is a play-by-play pronouncer with former Seattle Seahawks receiver Steve Rabble. He was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2006, becoming the first Canadian Football Hall of Fame player, first undrafted quarterback, and first African-American quarterback honored. He was elected the first year of eligibility. The Tennessee Titans retired his number at halftime on October 1st, 2006 versus the Dallas Cowboys. Moon won his first Super Bowl ring in 2014 as a broadcaster for the Seattle Seahawks. Moon has mentored Cam Newton, the first overall pick of the 2011 NFL Draft, including to their common experience as prominent African-American quarterbacks. He was suspended indefinitely from his sportscaster position after he was sued 2002, December 2017 for sexual harassment. Oh, they kicked him out because of the hashtag Me Too movement. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. All right. I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to give my commentary on Warren Moon. See, there's diff- uh, there's three different types of black people, I feel, right? You got individuals like Colin Kaepernick and Jay-Z who's really wanted to be accepted by the NFL, and that's cool. But what Warren Moon did is he didn't get accepted by the NFL. So what he did is he went to the CFL, and he was so good and so dominant that the NFL had no choice to accept him. That's good. I just wish that, you know, Colin Kaepernick and Jay-Z would do the same thing. Yeah. It's just I'm confused. It's like is the NFL has shown, you know, racism and racial tone deafness to, you know, black issues. And they've been stereotyping black quarterbacks for years. I remember when Rush Limbaugh actually said this something disrespectful to Donovan McNabb. So I really don't understand why, you know. We're trying to integrate into a place where people don't really accept us. Why we can't create our own league? Why can't we create our own business? Why can't we be like Tyler Perry? If Tyler Perry created his own studio, we can create our own football league. And we have done it before. I mean, we have to talk about the... um, uh, the baseball, we have to talk about the, um, we have to talk about the Negro Baseball League. The Negro Baseball League was so successful that they had no choice but to integrate Jackie Robinson because if they did not integrate a black baseball player, there was a high possibility that the Negro Baseball League would actually can become a competitor to the Major League Baseball because the black baseball players, those athletes was actually very talented. Like Jackie Robinson was not even the best baseball player that uh, the Negro Baseball League had. You had uh, Black Brave Roof. You had Satchel Page. You know, Satchel Page allegedly <laughs> was a pitcher that was so good that he had no problem pitching with two days rest. And he didn't. 
he always lied about his age. People say that he kept pitching until he was like 50 years old. You know, he was a workhorse pitcher, shutdown pitcher. Now, I I don't understand. So what I'm going to do is we're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick and who Colin Kaepernick is and where he stands. All right. Colin Kaepernick. Okay. Colin Rand Kaepernick, born November 3rd, 1987, is an American football quarterback who is currently a free agent. He played six seasons for the San Francisco 49ers in the National Football League. He is also a political activist, best known for kneeling during the national anthem in the protests of police brutality and racial inequality in the United States. Okay. Tall guy, he's 6'4". Career NFL statistics, 72 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. He's at 12,000 passing yards, a passer rating of 88.9, 2,300 rushing rushing yards, and 13 rushing touchdowns. His passer rating's pretty high. These numbers are pretty good. I don't understand why he's not playing, but we all know why. Kaepernick played college football for the University of Nevada, where he was named the Western Athletic Conference Offensive Player of the Twice and became the only player in the NCAA Division FBS history to amass 10,000 passing yards and 4,000 rushing yards in a career. After graduating, he was selected by the 49ers in the second round of the 2011 NFL Draft. Kaepernick began his professional career as a backup quarterback to Alex Smith and became the 49ers starter in the middle of the 2012 season after Smith suffered a concussion. He then remained the team's starting quarterback for the rest of the season, leading them to their first Super Bowl appearance since 1994. During the 2013 season, his first full season as a starter, Kaepernick helped the 49ers reach the NFL championship game over the next three seasons, Kaepernick lost and won back his starting job with the 49ers missing the playoffs for three years consecutively. In the 1994, in, uh, in the 49ers' third preseason game of 2016, Kaepernick sat during the playing of the U.S. national anthem prior to the game, rather than stand as a customary as a protest against racial injustice and systematic oppression in the country. The following week and throughout the regular season, Kaepernick kneeled during the anthem. The protests received highly polarized reactions with some praising him in his stand against racism and others denouncing the protests as disrespectful to the armed forces. The actions resulted in a wider protest movement, which intensified in 2017 after the president, Donald Trump, said that NFL owners should fire players who protest the national anthem. Kaepernick became a free agent after the season but went unsigned in November 2017. He filed a grievance against the NFL and its owners, accusing him of colluding to keep him out of the league. Kaepernick withdrew the grievance in February 2019 after reaching a confidential settlement with the NFL. Kaepernick was born in 1987 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. To Heidi Russo, who is white, his birth father, who is African-American, separating from Russo, 
before Kaepernick was born. Russo played quarterback. Russo placed Kaepernick for adoption with a white couple named Rick and Teresa Kirkpatrick. The couple who had two older children, son Kyle and daughter Devon. The Kaepernicks decided to adopt a boy after losing two other sons to heart defects. Kaepernick lived in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin until age four when his family moved to California. When he was eight years old, Kaepernick began playing youth football as a defensive end and punter. At age nine, he was starting quarterback on his youth team, and he completed his first pass, a long touchdown, a 4.0 GPA student at John H. Pillman High School in Turnick, California. Kaepernick played football, basketball, and baseball, was nominated for all-state selection in all three sports his senior year. He was the most valuable player of the Central California Conference in football, leading his school to the first ever playoff victory. In basketball, he was the first team all CCC selection at the forward and led his 16th ranked team to a near upset of number one ranked Oak Ridge High School in the opening round of the playoffs. In that game, Kaepernick scored 34 points with future NBA player Ryan Anderson of the Oak Ridge scored 50 points to lead his team to victory. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick was a uh, he was a player athlete that had a 4.0 average in high school. This guy was extremely intelligent. This guy is extremely intelligent. That's interesting. Captain started his college career in 2007 at Nevada as a backup playing in 11 of the team's 13 games. He finished the season with 19 passing touchdowns, three interceptions, and 2,175 passing yards with a 53.8% completion percentage. Kaepernick, who added 593 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns as a Nevada Wolfpack, finished 6-7. and seven. As a sophomore, Kaepernick recorded 2,849 passing yards, 22 passing touchdowns, seven interceptions, and 1,130 rushing yards to 17 rushing touchdowns. He became just the fifth player in NCAA history to pass for 2,000 year yards and rush for 1,000 or more yards in a single season. He was named the Humanitarian Bowl MVP despite Nevada losing and having 370 yards passing, three passing touchdowns, two interceptions, and adding 15 yards rushing with a rushing touchdown. At the conclusion of this saying, Kaepernick won the WWAC Offensive Player of the Year. He was the first sophomore to win this award since Marshall Falk of the San Diego State did in 1992. He was also named first-team all-walk quarterback. In the 2009 Major League Baseball draft, Kaepernick was drafted as the 43-round by the Chicago Cubs. He decided he wanted to continue to play football at a university in Nava. Nevada and chose not to sign with the Cubs. Oh, he was actually signed to play baseball. That's interesting. This guy is a great athlete, huh? Mm, Bo Jackson shit. <laughs> anyway, so Kaepernick finished his junior season with 2,052 passing yards, 20 passing touchdowns, six interceptions, and 1,183 rushing yards and 16 rushing touchdowns. Kaepernick led the Wolfpack to an 8-5 record and a second-place finish in their walk behind undefeated Boise State. He was named second-team all-walk quarterback for the season. 
On November 26, 2010, Kaepernick led his team to a 34-31 overtime victory against the previous undefeated Boise State Broncos, snapping a 24-game win streak that had dated back to the 2008 Poissonetta Bowl. The game was played on Nevada Senior Night, the final home game for Kaepernick. Nevada head coach Chris Alt would later call this game the most important win in program history. Kaepernick ended his season's senior season with 3,022 passing yards, 21 passing touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and 1,206 rushing yards and 20 rushing touchdowns. He joined Florida's Tim Tebow as the second quarterback in FBS history to have 20 passing touchdowns and 20 rushing touchdowns in the same season. Nevada claimed the share of the WAC title after defeating Louisiana Tech. Kaepernick was named WAC Co-Offensive Player of the Year with Kellen Moore and who won the award in 2009. Kaepernick finished his collegiate career with 10,098 passing yards, 82 passing touchdowns, 24 interceptions, 400, I mean 4,112 rushing yards, and 59 rushing touchdowns. He became the first and only quarterback in the history division, IFBS College Football, to have passed for over 10,000 yards and rushed for over 4,000 yards in a collegiate career. He also tied former Nebraska quarterback Heisman Trophy winner Eric Couch for the most career rushing touchdowns and quarterback in FBS history. Kaepernick maintained a 4.0 point average after his college during his college years and graduated 2011 with a bachelor's degree in business management. After his senior season, Kaepernick was eligible for the 2011 draft. This guy kept a 4.0 while playing professional football. This guy's real intelligent. Mm, while playing college, this guy's a smart dude. 4.0. Damn. That's impressive. Now, it's really hard to be a player athlete. We, we have to give him, we have to give Colin Kaepernick credit. It is very hard to be a player athlete. You basically are not allowed to do anything. You're able to keep a 4.0 average. Wow. On April 29, 2011, the San Francisco 49ers traded up with the Denver Broncos from the 13th pick in the second round, 45 overall to select Kaepernick as the fourth round pick in the second round, 36 overall at the 2011 NFL Draft. The Broncos received picks 45, 108, and 141 overall in exchange for the 30, 36 overall pick. Kaepernick spent the 2011 season as a backup to Alex Smith and attempted just five passes during the season. In 2012, Kaepernick was initially used sparingly to run certain plays. He scored his first career touchdown in his team's fourth game when he scored a seven-yard run against the New York Jets. In Week 10 against the San St. Louis Rams, Kaepernick replaced Sif in the second half of the game after he suffered a contusion in the first half. Kaepernick completed 11 of 17 passes for 117 yards and added 66 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown as the 49ers and the Rams ended the game in a 24-24 tie. He got his first NFL start the next game, to November 19, during the Monday night football game against the Chicago Bears at Candlestick Park. 
Kaepernick completed 16 for 23 for 246 yards and two touchdowns in the 32-7 win against a highly ranked Bears defense. The quarterback controversy began. Smith was ranked third in the NFL passing rating, led the league in completion percentage, and had been 19-5-1 as a starter under Harbaugh, while Kaepernick was considered more dynamic with his scrambling ability and arm strength. Smith was cleared to play before the following game, but Harbaugh chose not to rush him back, and the game started Kaepernick. He remained the starter for the rest of the season and led the 49ers to an 11-4-1 record in berth in the NFL playoffs. Yeah, I remember that. Felt bad for Alex Smith. But that's how the NFL is. Uh, the nickname for the NFL, anybody knows, is called the Not For Long. It's called Not For Long. You know, NFL doesn't give a shit about its players. If you're not playing well, you can easily be replaced. In his first career postseason start against the Green Bay Packers, Kaepernick had 263 passing yards and two passing touchdowns, one interception and 181 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns as the 49ers defeated the Packers 45-31. With his performance, he set an NFL single-game record for most rushing yards by a quarterback with 181, breaking Michael Vick's record of 173 in the 2002 regular season game. He also broke the 49ers' proceeding rushing record, Regardless of position, enjoying Jay Cutler in the autogram is both the only players in NFL history to run for two touchdowns and pass for two others in a playoff game. In the NFC Championship, the 49ers defeated the Atlanta Falcons 28-24 with Kaepernick completing 16 for 21 passes for 233 yards and one touchdown. The team advanced to Super Bowl in New Orleans against the Baltimore Ravens. Kaepernick threw for 302 yards, one passing touchdown, and ran for a touchdown. But the 49ers fell behind early and could not come back, losing by a score of 31-34. In the 2013 season, in the season over of the 2013 season against the Green Bay Packers, Kaepernick threw for a career-high 412 yards and three touchdowns, the first 400-yard game by a 49ers quarterback since Tim Rattay on October 10, 2004. Kaepernick ended the season with 3,197 yards, passing 21 touchdowns and eight interceptions. 524 yards rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns and led the 49ers to a 12-4 record in the Burfins the NFL playoffs. In the wild card round, the 49ers played the Green Bay Packers. Kaepernick had 227 passing yards, one passing touchdown, one interception, and added 98 rushing yards as the 49ers beat the Packers 23-20 in the divisional round against the Carolina Panthers. Kaepernick had 196 passing yards, one passing touchdown, 15 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown as the 49ers beat the Panthers 23-10. In the NFC Championship game against the eventual Super Bowl champion Seattle Seahawks, Kaepernick had 153 passing yards, one passing touchdown, two interceptions, and rushed for 130 yards as the 49ers lost to the Seahawks. 
17-23, ending the 49ers season attempt to return to the Super Bowl. Okay. 2014. On June 4th, Kaepernick signed a six-year contract extension with the 49ers, worth up to $126 million, including $54 million in potential guarantees and $13 million fully guaranteed. Mm, that's a lot of money. On June 4th, Kaepernick signed a six-year contract extension with the 49ers with 100. Okay, I already read that. Excuse me. September 17th, Kaepernick was fined by the NFL for using inappropriate language on the field. On October 9th, he was fined $10,000 by the NFL for appearing in a post-game press conference wearing headphones for Beats by Dre while the league's headphone sponsor was Bose. In a game against the San Diego Chargers, he ran for a 90-yard touchdown. The 49ers finished the season 8-8 eight and eight and failed to make the playoffs for the first time since 2010. Kaepernick threw for 3,369 yards with 18 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. He rushed for 639 yards and one touchdown. Following the season, head coach Jim Harborough left to coach the University of Michigan. Kaepernick, 2015, struggled under new head coach Jim Toulouse after 276 collapse in St. Louis in Week 8. Kaepernick lost his starting job to backup Blaine Garbert for Week 9 against Atlanta. With Garbert starting new quarterback, the 49ers narrowly run 17-16 on November 29. The 49ers announced that Kaepernick will miss the rest of the season because of the injured left soldier that requires surgery. He ended the season with 16, 50 yards passing, 16, 15 yards passing, six passing touchdowns, five interceptions, and 256 rushing yards with one rushing touchdown in nine games. Head coach Tomazula was fired following the season, and the 49ers helped Chip Kelly as his replacement. In February 2016, Kaepernick expressed an interest in being traded. Kaepernick was coming off three surgeries entering the 2016 season, needing operations on his thumb and knee in addition to the season-ending shoulder procedure. After having lost weight and muscle mass because of the injuries, he completed for the starting quarterback position with Gabbard Kelly, named Gabbard as the starter to open the season. Prior to the 49ers' re six game against the Buffalo Bills, Kelly announced Kaepernick would start marking his first start of the season. On October 13, it was announced that he and the 49ers restructured his contract, turning it into a two-year deal with a pale option for the first season. He completed 13 of 29 passes with 187 passing yards, one passing touchdowns and 66 rushing touchdowns, and the 49ers 45-16 loss to the Buffalo Bills. On November 27, he recorded 296 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and 113 yards rushing in the 49ers' 24-31 loss to the Miami Dolphins. He joined Michael Vick, Cam Newton, Randall Cunningham, and Marcus McCorder as the only quarterbacks in the NFL history to record at least three passing touchdowns, 100-yard touchdowns, and 100 yards rushing in the game. In Week 13 loss with the Chicago Bears, Kaepernick threw a career-low four yards before getting benched for Gabbard. 
He returned to the starting line of the following week and threw for 183 yards and two touchdowns in the 49ers' 13-41 loss to the Atlantic Falcons. On December 24, Kaepernick recorded 281 total yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception, one rushing touchdown, and a two-point conversion on a game-winning drive against the 49ers beat the Los Angeles Rams 22-21 to get their first victory on the season with Kaepernick as a starter. For 2016, Kaepernick played 12 games and ended the season with 2,241 passing yards, 16 passing touchdowns, four interceptions, and added 468 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with Colin Kaepernick's numbers. He doesn't throw that many interceptions. He seems to be very proficient throughout his own career. So it's just that the team wasn't playing well. Mm. Mm, this is unsettling. Uh, all right. I can talk about his activism. Mm. Mm. I can talk about the lawsuit and the activism, but... We already basically know what's happened. Uh, He was kneeling through the national anthem. And the reason why the NFL had a problem with that, because you have to understand that the American military um, pays the NFL a lot of money to have those military exercises. And the reason why they do that is for two reasons, for nationalism and to inspire young Americans to recruit into the armed forces. So when Colin Kaepernick kneeled, it actually made members of the American military mad. This is why Donald Trump, President Trump, was talking smack, talking about the NFL should fire Colin Kaepernick because they was mad. I remember that there was a game, the Dallas Cowboys, because that protest was spread across the league, right? All the NFL players was leaving, and the vice president at the time went to the Dallas Cowboys, and when he saw those football players kneeling, he actually left. He was disgusted. And and the thing is, is that the NFL, um, the NFL's actually lost money because you not only have black people boycotting the NFL, you also have white people. You know, the white people who, you know, the people who are against Colin Kaepernick's protest, they stopped watching football too. And it's losing money. So what they tried to do is they try to, um, the NFL tried to negotiate a way to get on good graces with the African-American community. So they brung in Jay-Z. And... Jay-Z really looks bad in this situation because Mr. Sean Carter, you know, he was rubbing elbows with Kaepernick. He was bullying rapper Travis Scott not to perform in the Super Bowl. He also was talking to Jermaine Dupri, but basically he undercut everybody to cut a deal with Roger Godell. And it made him look bad. Mm. I don't know. My thing is like this. Um, we also can tire, to, tire with the Byron Allen 
uh, lawsuit that's going on with Comcast. Like, why are you integrating into a business that's on its way out? Like, the NFL is, um, there's been people who's complaining that people have been having chronic uh, head injuries after playing for the NFL. Right. So more and more soccer moms is actually preventing their kids to play NFL. There's going to be a high possibility that in a couple of years, maybe, that the NFL is not even going to be around anymore. And it's the same thing with Comcast. Like, that goes especially for Comcast. Like, everybody is basically getting tired of cable television. So what they do is they're cutting the cord and they actually streaming services and the thing about streaming services is you can actually choose the content that you want it's getting so bad that a major corporation like disney has actually had to create disney plus to compete with netflix and netflix is so unbothered with disney with these corporations they're just like okay we're not even worried about it i'm trying to understand why our community want to integrate into places where we don't belong. You know, I'm getting really tired of it. You know, I don't think Colin Kaepernick or Jay-Z's are sellouts. I don't like that internet conversation. I don't like it when members of our community saying, oh, you're not black. Like, I didn't like that episode when um, Terrell Owens was saying that Max Kellerman was more black than him. That was kind of disrespectful. You know, you're going around pointing at each other like, oh, you're not black enough. You're a sellout. You don't know what a black person has to go through. I'm completely confused in this situation. So what I suggest my audience to do is I suggest that we fall back. We stop being two-dimensional. We fall back. We become three-dimensional thinkers. And we... Figure out exactly what's going on before we make any opinions about what's next. Uh, anyway, uh, before I sign off, uh, we have to do some church announcements. Uh, my Instagram is blackkage840. If you go to my Instagram, which is, again, blackkage840, you have my bios. When you go to my bios, you'll have my Twitch account, my Facebook page, and my Twitter page. And you will also have my podcast page. My podcast is available on all platforms. That means it's on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Google Play. It's on Stitcher. And next year, I'm going to set up uh, a choice whether you guys want to... um, donate a monthly um make a monthly donation to my podcast if you guys want to all right um i will do one more episode probably next week when i finally do that last episode it will be the last episode for the whole year so thank you again guys and god bless you signing off